Hello and welcome to episode six of Matthew Unmuted. Today I've got another guest on the podcast, uh, Kayleigh McDonald. Hello, thank you for inviting me on. Didn't give you a coffee, actually. No, no, no coffee. coffee today. Um, I got a glass of water. Everyone else has had a nice coffee. Yeah, Saul was actually a little bit disappointed. You were saying that, that was the, that was the favorite thing about the podcast, actually having a coffee. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to share Kaylee's story a bit like I shared uh, Saul's story in the last podcast and just talk about what she's done with PT over the past five years and a little bit into how she actually got into exercise uh, because your story is it's quite inspiring, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's so a story. I, it's, a, it's definitely a story that deserves to be shared. Uh, so what I wanted to start the podcast with is actually talking about her background and how she started getting into exercise and a little bit into how you started doing PT as well. Um, so first of all, what was it that got you into exercise? Um, so originally, I mean, I was always active when I was younger, but I'd never really put any thought into it. Um, never in the training sense. Um, and when, when I was 15, I, I was diagnosed with cancer, which has obviously taken, you know, has created a huge turn in my life. And um, I was unable to move for a long time. Um, so exercise at that time was not at the forefront of my mind. Um, I was wheelchair bound for quite a long time. And then after that, I was on crutches. Um, so mobility, even just being able to walk for me was a goal at one point um which you know was was very difficult um and the treatment that i had has left me with um side effects that i'm still coping with today um and it was kind of in an effort to make to improve those side effects that i found exercise um i have a bone condition now um that was caused by the treatment um that has kind of damaged you know the inside of my bones and causes kind of chronic pain um so I've been on morphine for a long time um take that every day but I wanted to try and find some way to move my body more and to try and do what I could to help myself so that's how I decided to start exercising and for me it started with um because I was about to leave for university and I was still on crutches and crutches are, are a very physical obvious oh, yeah. thing that that people see immediately um that that kind of says oh this person has a disability or there's something wrong with this person um so for me that was a huge mental thing I, I didn't want to leave for university and have this obvious sign that I had been ill um, and my goal was to go to university and only tell people what I'd been through if I chose to tell them, not, um, not through them just being, you know, obvious, that it being obvious that I had been ill. So I started by walking and then I did, um, park run. I remember doing oh, that. Yeah. I remember the first time I went, a woman with a double buggy with two kids in it passed me. Doesn't matter, you're still there. You're <laughs> I finished it. it. I finished the five the five K um walking and I made that commitment and then I went to university and I, I wasn't on crutches anymore and that was a huge thing for me. Um and then for years after that it was just about walking and moving my body. 
How did you get into weight training? Was it the Joe Wicks thing or was it before? Well, that? I kind of reached a point where I was maybe heavier than I for my for my height, and I thought this really isn't helping my my bones. Uh, it's not helping my pain, and I didn't really know what to do. And I started in the summer when I was home from university. I I started playing squash a little bit more and going to some gym classes, um, and then. I actually signed up to the Joe Wicks plan when I went back to university and I took it so seriously. I don't think I've ever really, that was my first insight into actual training and following a plan. And it was the perfect way to start. Yeah, to get into like- Yeah, and just give me some thing. idea of nutrition and what to eat and um, how to kind of structure workouts. And it started with the hits for a month and then it went into like weight training, um, which I loved. Um, so that was really the start of it. For me, you did Alan's boxing class as well at yes, the sports club. Yes, yes, my I was circuit, a regular there. My circuit class, and like obviously, you clearly knew what you were doing when you were in the class. Like, I didn't have to give you as much advice as some other people, but that was obvious to me right away. Um, like technique with Kelly's always been fine. Uh, you've never had an issue with technique. Yeah, I don't know if I just was naturally able to kind of pick up technique a bit quicker, or yeah, I'm not sure, but I've always been very technique focused and you know that's important yeah. i've taught you that all all your training has been based around that uh, and were you ever like intimidated going to the squash club or intimidating going to a gym and uh, when you were starting out did you feel because i think that was a good gym for you to start going to well i actually started off in like a pure gym environment when i was at uni oh. and it was all you know the men the muscles looking in the mirror full of themselves <laughs> and i went in and I was very intimidated, as a lot of people are, especially women when they start weight training. Um, they just look at everyone else in the weights room. And I really tried to put that to one side because I knew what I had been through in my life and I knew that I, what I was trying to achieve by being there. And I thought, I'm going to go in and I'm going to own my space there. I'm going to put my headphones in and I'm going to use this hour to help me grow um, physically and mentally. And, you know, I just had that that drive absolutely um, and like the mental side of it is big for you because your confidence has gotten better over the years from just exercising and just being active a little bit more well exercise really has given me a way to deal with this chronic pain it's yeah. given me an outlet for it something that I truly truly enjoy and that I know helps me and for me that is that has always been the biggest motivating factor um you know people start exercise you know maybe they want to lose weight or tone up or and those are good goals but like like you always say in your posts online you always you need something bigger than just weight loss because yeah. you know you 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 will lose weight and that's fine you will tone up and you'll look good and you'll feel good which is motivating in itself but to sustain exercise you have to do it because it makes you feel good and and there's something inside of you that um enjoys it it's all about um, enjoying it. I totally agree. Yeah. I have passion for it, and you definitely have passion. Yeah, because at one point in my life, I could barely move. I, you know, I was really unwell. So I've always come from it from that standpoint, being utterly grateful that I have the privilege to move my body and to look after myself and to try and do what I can to to look after myself. Um, so that's always motivated me. Well, you probably didn't ever think you'd be doing some of oh the God, things. Oh God, no, um, no way. <laughs> so that's one thing I want to talk about is obviously on these podcasts, it's good to look back at some of the achievements my clients have made. And uh, I would say some of your biggest achievements, I mean, they're pretty obvious to me and they're maybe pretty obvious to you as well. Um, but one of them, like you want to talk about it, was the, the run you did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I remember we we decided that because I'd always talked about wanting to do a run and running for me has um has been both good and bad in that I actually I actually do quite enjoy it, but it causes me pain and yeah so there is a bit of a love-hate relationship there and I I know my limits I'm never gonna run a marathon I don't think um which is fine um so for me the the run the 10k run that we wanted to do and we did it for cancer research that was a a big goal um I'd only done 5k previously um I don't actually think we because we did put up a couple of training things and said oh you know we're practicing but I don't think we actually did a 10k no the the most I remember I I ran home from work one day and I think that was about seven kilometers maybe eight (laughs) at a push that was the most I ran before that that day and I was so nervous um I I bet you did it with me so um we never stopped once and you run it and sub a sub an hour you did it under an hour no stopping i think was it 57 minutes yeah or something yeah like and that? there was no like literally no way you so were i was really that. i was really proud of myself because at one point i could just feel the the pain kind of building up and but i knew i could push past it you know sometimes i have that awareness in my body where there's pain that you can't push past and there's pain that you can and being able to know the difference is really important yeah especially for me because i don't want to do any more damage um i just want to do what I can to support um, my my bones, my joints, and running isn't always the best thing. But doing it that day was just really, really important. And I think, yeah, it proved to you you could actually do it as well. Like you, you went into that ten k thinking, oh my god, like yeah. I'm probably gonna have to stop. And you know, even like the, I remember it was hot that day as well. Like it was really yeah. warm. Uh, and I thought during the halfway one, because we, we did a second lap, it was like the same repetitive yeah. route. And I was like, oh, she's gonna stop in a second. I could feel how tired you were, but no, didn't even stop. I didn't even slow down either. Yeah. Uh, I think you ran the second lap faster actually. Mm-hmm. Even until we got to that islands bit, and everyone was in our way, and I was like, just like get out. Of the I way. think I was pushing <laughs> past. I was like, I cannot stop. If I stop, I'm not starting again. So I was pushing people out of the way. <laughs> I think people were just like, oh, just take it, just take a nice stroll in the park, and just walk around in the islands. They were in our way so much that we had to like go up on the bank and go around yeah, them. Yeah. Um, but you still did it in the time, and quite easily, to be honest, without yeah. much practice. And our one, uh, this is one that you know I helped coach you with, is uh, the the chin up. Um, but not only the, the chin ups, the push ups as well. So if you want chin ups and push ups. Um, so the the push ups, I I think I naturally had a lot of upper body strength. I've always been stronger at the upper body exercises, and I in my head I'm always like, well, I was on crutches for so long, and that takes a little bit of strength. And um, but I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the press ups I've worked hard on for loads of years now I've been doing them consistently and now I'm at a stage where I feel really confident and um maybe I need to try and get more but the technique is there um it's always been there like I think with push-ups it's always something that women get scared of doing and I always get this with my clients when I start with them they're just like oh well it's it's a push-up I can't do that and I'm like why do you think you can't what's what's in your head why why is it that women say to themselves they can never do a push-up um and I said that to you. If you put your mind to it, absolutely. There's no reason why why you can't. And I think if you have the right training plan also, yeah. um, and you're doing the right exercises in conjunction, it just it it compounds the strength that you have and it just makes these things a bit easier. Yeah. With um, proper coaching, absolutely, and it, with proper consistency. And that's how take... I got the, the chin up in the end. Like I've only been able oh, to yeah. do one because I got it just before the first lockdown. Obviously haven't really been in a gym since. Um but I can still, 
even though I don't do chin-ups every day, I can still do one. Yeah. Well, I haven't done it in that? months and months. Um, so but I can't I can't get the second one yet, but maybe The one second day. one's always difficult. Uh, when, when you get that first one, it's like this amazing feeling. But yeah. then you realize, oh my God, how else to get that? Yeah. Number two, number three. But once you get number two, you'll actually... And I think for me, every time I achieve one of these goals, it it just, I'm just so grateful. It just comes from a place of just deep gratitude in how far I've come. And I think it's so easy in the day-to-day grind of things to forget. You get so wrapped up in your current problems or work and stress um, that all of those things that you sometimes forget how amazing the journey itself has been. Your journey, yeah, your journey's been very inspiring, but you know, it's just, it's just what you've taken from all these, like the exercise and from the way your mind's changed. Like I, I noticed your confidence just, like I said, improving. But when did you actually notice your confidence start to uh, build with the exercise, or even in the gym? When did you feel like you you could just walk in and be like, oh, I know what I'm doing now. Oh, that's Chest quite a difficult high. question actually, because I feel it happened kind of gradually. I've had so many different phases as well um you know phases where I felt not so strong or I felt um not so into the training or other times where I think actually I I suppose when I really noticed it was when I was living in France a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I was in the gym and in France the gyms are a little bit different the environment's a little bit different and I I joined this one gym it was really nice <laughs> but there was no women in the weight section. Yeah, no, you told me that. no that really women. Me, yeah. I was really there was there actually had this thing called the lady corner and it was all pink and it was all just weird weird machines for women, like vibrating plates and things. Yeah, that I was like, this is really bizarre. I'm going to the main weight section. And it was all men and and I suppose I maybe got some looks or whatever, but I, I really didn't think about it at that point because I was just like, well, you know, I have every right to be here and to train the way that I want to train. Um, so I suppose that that took a little bit of confidence. Um, I think I think so. And like you, you kept training for that whole time when you were there, and you were obviously it's, it's it's different when you go move somewhere. Like you move to France, like it's not the same routine, it's not the same gym environment, but you yeah. still trained, and you still that's when it, you know it's a passion or when it's- And I went every day, like that was my routine, and um, I was able to improve my strength while I was there um so yeah like I yeah that that was me really trying to be confident and owning my space in the gym despite it not being as um full of women as, as it is here yeah but talk touch on the mental side again as well uh, I was I was talking about this with Saul and he finds that exercise just makes him it makes him feel good as well which can create oh absolutely like it can create yeah. more productive productivity in like what you do in your job and whatever mm-hmm. else um so exercise has a direct impact on reducing feelings of depression and helping in the, um, the release of endorphins dopamine and serotonin yeah. which is what i've said to a lot of clients when they're saying well i struggle to get to sleep at night or i yeah. struggle to de-stress and i'm like why don't you go for a walk why i think that's know? why what you're doing is so important in that you really kind of put that emphasis on mental health and well-being in general because you know as much as exercise is about well, how much can you lift or how much can you or you know how much weight have you lost like that's all very superficial things yeah. you know it's important but it's deep down at your core you want to be healthy you want to be happy you want to be able to run around with your kids or your friends or mm-hmm. and 
you know, go for a walk without feeling out of breath and um, feel powerful and strong. Like that feeling of strength in me, I like the physical strength. I never take for granted. Um, but that's why you, you get it. Like you get that there's more to it than how much you lift. And I mean, it doesn't matter to me if I'm a bit heavier or I put on some weight or, you know, because I can still move and I can still, I'm still so much stronger than I was all those years ago yeah. when putting one foot in front of the other or getting out of bed was difficult. Um, and there was a period after I had been ill where, um, I mean, it was a, a period of depression where I think I was just trying to um, really process everything that I'd been through. I was still only 17 at the time. So there were so many emotions there. And, you know, there was a time I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't making good food choices. Um, I just really was struggling, but that was all part, that's all part of my, my journey. And I started to realize that taking small steps, getting out of bed and going for a walk, that's how I started. Yeah. I thought, well, this is when I need to start walking so that I can get to university and I can be the person I want to be. No one needs to know anything. Um, like that really helped me mentally. I just slowly started making better food choices. Like nothing happened overnight. Nothing, you know, and it wasn't about weight loss. It wasn't about anything other than looking after myself again, slowly and processing all of those, those big things that I'd been through. Um, and that was a real turning point. In, in my life you do look after yourself as well and you understand nutrition which is always good i didn't have to give you as much for talking to you about diet when uh, we were doing all that stuff he knows all the vegan food that i like and the... <laughs> now you've obviously got quite a uh, passion for fitness but you've also done a little bit in, like of thinking into like doing a bit of pt yourself and then obviously doing maybe a couple yeah. of classes yourself in the future um which yeah I think you're well matthew doing. kind of has encouraged me to to go down that route I, I, I don't want to be a PT <laughs> I will leave that up to him he is um, amazing at that but for me um, I think it's something that I'm really passionate about and I want to learn more like I've always been someone that um, has enjoyed learning and learning about new things deepening my knowledge of things and I've learned so much over the years doing PT with you mm -hmm. and um, seeing the way that you take classes and um, the way that you are with clients and things um, so also see like so during Pilates, it's that's that's when you can tell I'm not I'm not very strong in that way. Like I don't have any flexibility and stuff. But you, that's <laughs> that's where I can see you doing like classes of yoga, Pilates, or you know these kind of yeah. yeah. As a passion project, I think more than anything, and as I said, like just deepening my knowledge, yeah. and so that just I think shows that the fitness for me is is really so much more, um, and I think I owe a lot of that that to you and like you know meeting you and you just helped me realize that passion, I think, and um, have you have educated me and, um, and I'm sure you're educating so many other people um, in all aspects of fitness by doing these podcasts and all of your social media content as well. It's all no. so important because, you know, we are all in a world of social media and especially during lockdown, it was all about the hits and, you know, doing so many workouts every day and um i think that has had quite a an impact on people's mental health um, yeah i agree i think i think so too and lockdown was good for me it was, it was it was probably good for you as well because you know we understood that it was so easy to keep active during that a lot of people were like panicking thinking i don't have a gym i can't be active but we knew you could just go for a walk you could do a home workout if you needed to oh, i actually think i've 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 become so much stronger without 
having a gym actually mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed the training so much more like I mean obviously you do outdoor training now mm-hmm. which you love and I think it helps people's mental health so much as well being outdoors um it's a bit different as well yeah it's just something completely different and I try and be different as a PT like I'm trying not to be just like the same as everyone else I'm trying to go down a different path and help people in different ways um but this is a bit of a deep question that oh gosh yeah okay. so any advice to anyone else going through like remission or anyone like because you've had you know you've had a, a tough journey but you made it through so is there any advice to people who maybe want to start exercise yeah I mean I think no matter what you've been through in your life um no matter how you're feeling now you know there are ways that you can try and help yourself as much as possible I mean I know that not everyone with a, a physical disability is able to exercise or to move in the same way that I was able to um but if you can um just doing do things slow like don't rush to lift weights or to run marathons or to make huge goals for yourself you know I think sometimes the strongest thing that you can do is acknowledge your limits and I I know I have issues with that sometimes as I do push myself because I feel like I should be able to do things and for the most part I can do them Um, and pushing yourself is good as well but acknowledging that we all have limits and that's okay and you don't need to put pressure on yourself um, just because of social media. Um, you don't need to look a certain way either because as long as you're healthy and happy doing what you can to look after yourself, I yeah. think that is just so important. Um, and I think I think that's right, starting slow. Um, a bit like you did, you had to start walking and then built up yeah. to the gym uh, and then you end up doing chin-ups, you end up doing push-ups. It's been years, yeah, but um, I don't... I wouldn't change any of it you know I'm I'm, lo- I'm so lucky with where I am now with with my health I mean you know side effects aside I am healthy and um happy and you know I like I have friends that um have been through cancer journeys or are going through cancer journeys and it just reminds me how lucky I am um yeah because you, you know. you've come really far and it's just been constantly just positive for you since it's happened um because you could have let it get the better of you you could have really lost your confidence and lost your way but you didn't yeah all. mindset is is really important in yes. anything in life I think you have to be able to put things into perspective as well because uh, yeah. no matter what there are always people um that are in a worse situation there's always people dealing with a lot more and um even if it if it's awful you need to try and I, I mean, this is from my perspective. I mean, it's not how everyone deals with things, but certainly for me, I remind myself of in the in the grand picture of things. Um, how can I do things to make myself feel better or to improve the situation that I'm in? Um, that helps me because I've been in a situation watching like my best friend, for example, like watching her deal with her cancer journey and I have felt utterly helpless. Yeah. And, you know, that to me is the worst feeling in the world. You know, I I can take all this stuff happening to me because in my head, I can deal with it in the way that is appropriate for me. But when you have a loved one, you know, sometimes being there is is hard because you want to be able to help. And my mum probably felt the same helping me through things. Well, I know she did. Um, So, so yeah, I think just always reminding yourself, um, of the good things that you have because I think yeah. sometimes we're so quick to dismiss we're all chasing jobs and cars and all this you know all the 
materialistic things and abs and <laughs> all of that stuff. That's the most common one. Everyone wants abs. <laughs> the abs, yeah. All my clients want abs. It's just yeah. like, oh, could you help me get a six pack? And I'm like, can't we think about something else other than a six pack? <laughs> it's so important, isn't it? Not. And honestly, the hardest thing about being a PT is telling people that they can't get a six pack for doing crunches or setups. So like, well, if I do crunches and setups, like endless day, cardio and yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, no please just don't do that because it's just miserable. Yeah. Um, but you know that obviously, and most of my clients should know that as well now. Yeah. If any of my clients are listening, do not just do setups and crunches to get abs, it doesn't work. Um, well, they're, they're your clients, they will know that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully <laughs> they listen to me over these years. So I'm sure most of them have. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just so important to, to have that understanding in all things that you approach, and especially in fitness. Um, you know, it's good to be competitive, um, I know I was always used to ask about oh, what clients yeah. have done their mile time in this time. I was always trying to beat it. But, you know, that was all, always healthy competition. There, there is healthy competition and it's good to strive for goals. Uh, um, yeah, Kelly did help me come up with that name, actually. So that was that was a big, you, you helped me with the name. So um, kind of, I gave it to a couple of my clients and they're like, oh, that's actually really, really good. And it was only recently I thought of like I could actually use the S-T-R-I-V-E, strive as the like the level progress as well okay. um, but that, that that word says it all about my business yeah, and everything striving yeah yeah um before we finish as well so i always like to do this on the podcast as well a couple of like top three or top fives and um, what would be your top three exercises or even your top three types of exercise it could be like pilates it could be weights Oh, would you put running against above those? I mean, I, mean, I enjoy all three of those. That's probably why you listed those. Yeah, sure, uh, even though I said I, I have a love hate relationship with the running, I do also love it. I love just putting a <laughs> podcast on or some music and getting out. Um, but what's your favorite? Just number one. What's my favorite exercise. Mm, I don't want to be probably press abs. Uh, I was going to say press abs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> what, what would be your favorite type of exercise? Weight. Definitely, definitely the strength training. Yeah, definitely yeah. because it's it, it's changed my body shape first of all it's and it's given me strength that I didn't know that I had and I and even like when I did the the 50 kg bench press like if I had been in the gym since I probably would have got more but that was you know, as a proportion of my body weight and things that I was really impressed with that and I was and it obviously took a long time to get there because yeah, I'm not but... I don't train even when we were in the gym we were always very um uh like not as strict with training no just well, it was smart smart training smart training yeah. <laughs> uh, like not being in a gym every day of the week like that's just not no we understand there's a healthy balance Absolutely. Um, there's no there's no need to be obsessed with exercise um but yeah the, the bench press was big for me as well because i don't i don't think at that point i'd had an hour female do 50 kilograms and no. um, so that was a huge thing and you were quite light at that point maybe 70 Kilogram, everyone, your weight, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, but you're you. quite, you know, um, <laughs> don't worry, I don't care, <laughs> <laughs> but you managed it with, with quite a bit of ease, and, yeah. Um, and you've just built up even more strength from there. Uh, this is a hard one as well for you before you finish. Uh, one sentence to sum up your uh, journey or sum up, you know, what you've achieved. There's not gonna be a sentence, but oh my gosh, put on the spot. Um, I was gonna give her a chance to was, give me a quote, but you know, really put me on the spot. Um, something to sum up your journey progress i suppose there's <sighs> progress and I, inspiration I, I, everyone <laughs> always says those that's word that word to me but i never believe it myself but i just believe that everything in life happens for a reason and sometimes the reason isn't always obvious at the time or you know sometimes it's really hard to understand why 
um, I know there's been situations in my journey where I've really struggled to see the why, but you know, everything happens for a reason, I believe. That's deep. You know, my fitness journey happened for a reason and it's brought me to where I am today. Like I met you for a reason and it's brought me all where I am today. And she wouldn't be on this podcast if she hadn't met me. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, so, yeah. I think that's quite good, actually. I put you on the spot and you smashed it. Oh, um, and <laughs> um, in terms of quotes, we don't even need to give a quote because like that on its own sums it up. Like yeah. everything happens for a reason is, is your quote for the podcast yeah yeah um but it's it's really good for me to get people on this podcast to share their stories because i feel like everyone has a story to tell i think if you asked picked up anyone on the street and said tell me about yourself every single person has a story that should be yeah. heard so and i think I'm... there's a tendency where you don't you don't you don't always reveal things um like obviously my friends and my family know what i've been through and they know um my you know how much i enjoy exercise and you know but sometimes talking about it in this context and hopefully you know it can help other people as well. I, I think it will i think all these podcasts if, if you listen to them maybe like with the for instance the one about alan's mental health someone yeah, a, a guy great. could listen to that and be like, well i need to talk about this um yeah. anyone with, who's been through cancer could listen to this and be like well maybe i need to talk about it more mm-hmm. and that's what i'm trying to do is just get a bit more awareness out there yeah. um but yeah thank you for coming on sorry i didn't give you a coffee um <laughs> yeah, you've I'm had your war uh, <laughs> and hopefully this one gets through to somebody who's maybe been through similar things as as kaylee uh, and wants to start exercising because it's a really good thing to do strength training pilates walking running you know any type of exercise is good for you yes um but yes thank you for listening and Great. Thank, thank you so much for coming on kaylee. thank you